From the University of Alberta Alumni Association, it's What the Job. I'm Matt Ray. The more content you have on your LinkedIn profile, the better chance you'll be found in search. So um, more keywords and more industry reflective terms is a much better choice. In this mini episode, we wade into the confusing and intimidating waters of the professional social media platform, LinkedIn. Thankfully, we're joined by someone who knows all the LinkedIn's and outs of making a successful profile, Christine Gertz from the UAlberta Career Center. Christine talks about what your profile should look like, how often you should update it, and why it's sometimes smart to make your LinkedIn account your only public social media. What the Job is made possible with the support of our affinity partner, TD Insurance. Did you know that through the TD Insurance Mellish Monics program, University of Alberta alumni are entitled to preferred rates on car, home, condo, and renter's insurance? Save even more by bundling your car and home insurance. To learn more about how you can save, please visit tdinsurance.com slash ualbertaalumni. So what's your name and what's your job? So I'm Christine Gertz. I'm the Library and Information Specialist here at the Career Centre. And today you are going to talk about LinkedIn. How to LinkedIn? Yes, I'm going to talk about how to LinkedIn. How um, do you LinkedIn? So I, I think the first problem is, is people automatically assume they should just, the only benefit from LinkedIn for them is if they load up their resume and then they'll automatically be found. Um, there's a lot of benefits for LinkedIn if you just sign up and get an account that's open only to you. It means there's some different tools that you can use, like you can start following companies that you're interested in. You can start researching some of the one other companies that are kind of in the same competitive space. So, for example, some students know exactly who they want to work for, and they're really focused on one company, but they don't know who else is in that space. So if you go onto LinkedIn, you'll find a list of other recommended companies you could go and check out, which just gives you more job opportunities you can check. You can also use tools like the alumni tool to find out where people with your degree are uh, working and what cities they're in and do some research as to where people seem to be using their degree. It's a really handy tool just for relocation. So I think there's a lot of other uses you can get out of LinkedIn instead of just automatically deciding I'm gonna load up my resume. But you do need at least at minimum an account to get access to some of them. It sounds like a good database. Yes, there's a, so, Crowdsourced information is really great because people are talking about themselves and they, they share lots of information. The only issue I have with LinkedIn is that sometimes people aren't updating their profiles. So for example, I get um, messages to congratulate people on LinkedIn at places I know that they're not working at and haven't been working at for the past two or three years. So people need to update their LinkedIn more. But I think from the perspective of getting um, if you don't have any background and there's no other free or trusted tools to go take a look at things, LinkedIn's a good choice. So if you're making a LinkedIn profile and you do want it to be public and you want it to be as professional looking as any other LinkedIn profile out there, what are the must-haves? What are the things you should do? So the first thing I would actually do is sit down and take a look at your resume and I would compare it to some job postings that you're interested in because you want it to have focus. And I'm actually very much pro doing an assessment of your resume and then moving that content over to LinkedIn. Because we do hear from some employers that will go back and they'll check your resume against your LinkedIn profile and they kind of wonder like why is it so different? 
So what you're developing is something that, that has resemblance to your resume. So using the resume content, especially if you've done an assessment and you've looked for good keywords or terminology that tend to be used a lot in the industry, like you want to describe yourself in the same terms they would tend to look at. So if you think of yourself as cooperative, but they use teamwork or team player, you want to be using those terms as opposed to cooperative. Um, just some of those general things for people to find you and what they're scanning for. Uh, it, you do also want it to be targeted. It can't just be too loose for structure. But I'm also of the, there's two things I want students to think of. First of, you guys have super busy lives. Don't write a resume and then go and write something brand new for LinkedIn. Use your resume content, just reuse it. Uh, the other thing is, people aren't great searchers online and rather than brutally cutting down your LinkedIn profile or being ruthlessly concise, which is what you might want to do on your resume, depending on who you're aiming for, the more content you have on your LinkedIn profile, the better chance you'll be found in search. So um, more keywords and more industry reflective terms is a much better choice. And for alumni who have been in their careers for a little while, does, does that advice still apply the same or is there anything different that they should be doing with their LinkedIn? So I think when you are an alumni and you have, um, first of all, you're probably going to have some more projects and information that belongs to you that you're able to share. So one of the things you might want to do is explore some of the multimedia options they have up there and adding some of the work product that belongs specifically to you and things that you've worked on that you want people to take a look at. So for example, if you're an alumni who works in an industry where they ask you to provide them with writing samples. This is a great opportunity for you to put those writing samples or the links to those writing samples that belong to you directly on your LinkedIn profile. So if you submit your LinkedIn profile as part of your resume, they find it right there. So I would recommend doing that. Uh, again, I would probably take a planning perspective and think, am I where I want to be in my career as an alumni? And you can do the same assessment an undergrad would do and take a look at some of the jobs you're aiming for, some of the positions you want to do, and see if you're actually talking about where you want to be in the same terminology that employers are using it that are in the posting. The other part you might want to do is check to see if all of your professional development's up to date, because that's also going to be helping you, because people are going to be looking at how you're developing as a, as a professional. So updating that, I think, is a really good resource, and making sure that employers know how to, that can see it there and other things like that. So I think those are very helpful for alumni. And is it, just in case people are wondering, I'm assuming that big companies and most companies are active on LinkedIn, they are keeping up to date, they are scanning, or is it? I'm going to say their human resource people are probably really active on LinkedIn and their communications people are super active on LinkedIn. But that doesn't mean if uh, a search is going on that people aren't going to take a look at your profile. Or if they meet you at an event or a conference or you tend to do PD, people might just do a Google search on you and what's going to pop up first is your LinkedIn profile, which is actually why we suggest people have a LinkedIn profile, uh, because it's most likely to pop up in your first pages of search. So um, people are looking at your profile, so having at least some statement about what your abilities and skills are is helpful in that way. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point about Googling, like, because if you get a job interview, odds are they're going to Google you to see what comes up, and this is something you can control. Yes. Um, we want you to, to close up all of your private accounts that, you know, you follow adventure cats and you tend to a lot of post, a, post a lot of stuff on Instagram about how much you love cinnamon cookies. So turn that off and just share it with your friends, and LinkedIn can then be your uh 
professional media, like professional social, social media presence. Like mm-hmm. everything else can be for friends, unless you're a business person who uses social media, that's something different. But LinkedIn, you can then have it as being your face forward professional identity. Yeah, more of a representation of who you would be as a work employee or colleague. Yes, as a professional. Mm-hmm. And is it important to get, the, you know, I always see those endorsements on LinkedIn from other people. And I always get asked, oh, if I, I'll endorse you for this if you endorse me for that. Is, are those important? Do those matter? So originally when LinkedIn brought those out, I did see job postings that said we, we would prefer to accept applicants that just have um, at least two recommendations on LinkedIn. And that has declined. I haven't seen that on job postings in a while. But LinkedIn has done some stuff that I think has actually made these helpful. So the first thing is um, endorsements and recommendations can only be given by first degree connections. So if you want an endorsement or a recommendation for somebody and they're not a first degree connection or they're not on LinkedIn, then you might have to approach them and ask them why or if they would be okay with with connecting with you first. And if they say no, just accept a no graciously. Uh, you could go and get those endorsements and recommendations for somebody else. So in, endorsements are like little upvotes for skills that you have, and you can actually control this link, this list on LinkedIn, which I recommend that people do, because you can end up getting endorsed for stuff that doesn't really match with your background. So for example, when those originally came out, I had a bunch of connections endorsing me for academic libraries, which is not a skill. And I don't work at an academic library. (laughs) So I needed to go in and control what I should be endorsed for. And there's particular skill sets in my field I need to be endorsed for. So you can go in and pick what those are you want to be. And you can move them up and down now. Um, LinkedIn will also show how likely this person would have seen you in action using some of these skills. So if you get endorsed by a colleague, it says their colleague has endorsed them for this thing. And so I think that that's more helpful because it shows you how likely that person would have seen you actually using those skills. Recommendations are like those little referral messages that you would get. They are attached to your profile. They show up for you, but they actually belong to the person who wrote the recommendation. So if somebody uh, leaves LinkedIn or withdraws their recommendation, it's gone. Uh, The other part to think of is that if they put in errors or spelling mistakes, then you have to get them to correct them. Uh, That's one of the issues. But you can have as... um, those written and you can turn them off and on as you would like so if you want to be recommended by somebody who like saw you for public speaking and you're currently looking for public speaking gigs then have those ones show up as maybe opposed to your customer service ones Mm -hmm. so you can turn those off and on um the recommendations what you're talking about is what they would call swapping and i'm totally fine with those because one of the things you can do is when you get the recommendation you can ask people to recommend you for certain things as opposed to everything and i think one of the things we're noticing in the trends for linkedin is uh, most experts are suggesting you try to to have a more niche profile on LinkedIn. So if you get a recommendation from somebody, it's better to ask them for a specific skill they could recommend you for, like what type of a colleague you are, what type of a public speaker you are, uh, maybe a technical skills endorsement. So be more specific. And then that helps you to pick which one should be profiled on your page when you have them. But it doesn't seem to be making an impact if you don't have recommendations. So it's not the end of the world if you don't. No, no, it doesn't seem to be the end of the world. I also wonder... Should you be tailoring your LinkedIn profile to the jobs that you're applying for in the moment? Much like how you tailor a resume and a cover letter. If I, you know, I work in communications, for example, if I decided I wanted to apply for a couple different jobs that were heavy on editing, 
would I rearrange my LinkedIn profile to emphasize my editing skills more so than before? I think that that would, so you have an advantage that the situation you've described is you know very clearly what your career goal is. And so then editing your LinkedIn profile to highlight those things I think is a good choice for you. But we have a few issues like for students where they might be picking between more than one option and they don't know how to um, be specific in that. I would argue it's still good to do an inventory of like your, your choices that you have because they're going to have some skills in common. And then for a person who has lots of skills or um, might even be making a transition, you might want to take a look at which of those skills would be you want to highlight that would help you with that transition. Uh, and so doing that development from that perspective is a, is a good idea. And then I assume the standard things like you should have a professional headshot on your LinkedIn profile. So our criteria for the LinkedIn headshot is, can I recognize you if I'm wandering around in a darkened restaurant with my cell phone out and we're planning to meet to have dinner to discuss something, but I've never seen you before, so I need to match you to that picture. So if you don't have a professional headshot, that's that's okay. There are lots of opportunities to try to get one, like the, I mean, the Alumni Association has come to do them at special events and other things like that, so I would take advantage of those opportunities. Um, but what we're looking for is that the picture, I should be able to recognize you when I'm looking at you on a mobile phone so that I could match it easily to that, that person. So that's, that's what we're looking for. If it ends up being a selfie, like, that's okay, uh, especially because... Um, like you might have missed the time to be able to go get your professional headshot. Mm -hmm. But if you can still get one where I can recognize you in that picture, that's what I would do. Um, and in that same vein, is networking through LinkedIn uh, something that people should consider, like reaching out to people they see? I think that it's really useful. Uh, I think it can be really useful if, for particular areas, like people doing career research on, on a particular area. Like if you're thinking of moving into some other area, like this is a perfect time to go onto LinkedIn and maybe see if there's other people who could talk to you about that transition and send them a message. Um, the other part could be I think LinkedIn is super helpful for people who want to relocate especially if they've never been in that region before, because then they can send messages to people and get more information. I also want to suggest to people that maybe they can use LinkedIn if they're planning to attend conferences and other things to look for people to connect with. I've had some pretty ex like lonely experiences at conferences where I'm drinking my coffee all by myself at 7 o'clock in the morning, and it might be nice to have somebody else at a professional event that I can sit and chat with uh, and talk to about some of the things that are happening, you know, just get the load on the industry you know, just have somebody to meet up with that's there. And, and so just even kind of those those professional social aspects that make professional development a little bit easier to bear, I think LinkedIn can help you with that as well, too. It's a much more versatile tool than I thought when we first started chatting. I'm going to say that. Yeah, I think they've built in a lot of tools that are really handy for people to use to kind of do those things. Uh, if, you know, I would take advantage of some of those tools, perhaps even more than you could your resume, at least initially, to see what kind of impact it could have and, and benefit it might have for you. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we conclude? Um, 
if you have any questions about LinkedIn, like you want to email us directly at the Career Centre, I'm more than happy to answer them. Uh, I find that LinkedIn can be kind of a confusing system and they keep changing all the time. So like we do a, a LinkedIn Basics presentation here and the night before we do LinkedIn Basics, I always have to go and check the information because I've had it happen twice that LinkedIn has made major changes that actually would have affected our presentation the, 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 the next day. So things are always changing. Um, send us a message if you have any questions about it. We do try to try to stay on top of what's happening with them. Great. Thanks for chatting today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this What the Job mini episode. Special thanks to the fine folks at the U of A Career Center for coming on the show. And a reminder that if you are a U of A student, staff, or alumni, the Career Center is your source for career and employment information and expertise. You can reach out to them about career advice, job postings, job shadowing. If it has anything to do with careers, you can learn more about it at the Career Center. Check them out at uab.ca slash cc. That's uab.ca slash cc. That's it for this episode. For What the Job, I'm Matt Ray. See you next time.